Go woke and go broke. The LA Times fires nearly 100 woke employees who would love to see we conservatives dead. everybody this is William Del Pilar and this is Fired Up your conservative podcast and actually one of my favorite gigs I have here at Grumblings Media. I hope everyone's been doing well. It's been a tough couple of weeks for us. One of our our, our co-host, my co-host Karen Roseberry passed away in a car accident. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, it, it, it was devastating. It was devastating news to hear. Karen was only in her 40s. She was still a young woman, vibrant. Karen was not your ordinary girl. She lived this jubilant, happy life despite her own issues she would deal with, just as we all deal with, with her family, friends. But she always had that smile on her face. She always believed in the greater good, very devout Christian. And she was my co-host early on. Because of her time commitments and my want to be more national with the show, we kind of started picking and choosing when she would come on. And it, it was funny because I told her just a couple of weeks ago, I said, hey, Karen, now that I'm now that we've got the Red, White and Rude, the entertainment podcast, the Free for All, our libertarian podcast and the big question of the Big John which is our interview show and points on the board. Yes, I'm, I'm making some plugs here. The points on the board, are our sports blog podcast. Now that I got them going along in a proper, uh, 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 proper schedule, I'm ready to sit there and get fired up going again. And I told her, I said, what I want to start is to do a feature, a series of segments uh, talking about family pregnancy centers because Planned Parenthood has all the Democratic polit uh, politicians in their back pocket. They will go to bat. They will give them illegally give them money, you know, and, and they lie to the American people. Oh, we don't give them money or the money they get. They don't spend on on abortions. You know what they do. What Planned Parenthood does is if you give them 500 million, uh, 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 they will spend that on abortion. And use their other 500 million for other stuff, and that's how uh, that's what they do. Now, what they tell you is, oh no, no, that that money for the government, we spend it on education, you know, on on our other services. We spend our own 500 million on abortions. Well, if you don't give them any money, they're they're going to be spending their own money on both sides. There's no reason to give them any money. They're just pigs over there. They don't they they view blacks and Latinos as nothing but a dollar sign. They get a dog, they get paid money for every dead baby they're able to sell to science. And that's James O'Keefe proved that. And they oh, James O'Keefe, this, that. No, it was good enough for 60 minutes. Who won Emmy after Emmy after Emmy for their undercover reporting? But now, because it's, it's James O'Keefe, you know, the worst of the lot are the TDSers. Everything Trump has praised. Oh, TDS, oh, my butt hurt, my butt hurt, my butt hurt. It's as if these guys are in porn, you know, doing anal every other scene. You know, because that's how butthurt they are with and they spew lie after lie after lie after lie. I'm getting ready to do another red, uh, another fired up podcast 
in the next day or two talking about uh, libertarians and, and how they don't want to look in the mirror at their own party and want to blame everything on the Democrats and Republicans. You know, this TDS crap is just, just too much. Uh, uh, it's becoming too much for me, and I don't have patience for it anymore. Anyway. Went on a little bit of a rant there. I apologize. No, I don't apologize. But let's get back to the topic at hand. The Los Angeles Times uh, is this topic is something Karen would have been all in on because she agrees with me with the, with the mainstream media and the fake news. And I've seen this my whole life. I saw it in Panama with two dictators. He who controls the media controls the country, and that's what's happening. That's why Democrats. That's why there was no red wave. That's why uh, we've been shellacked. That's why we can't win a lot of races, which we should win, because we've allowed uh, the the, the state-sponsored, democratic-controlled plantation government we have right now to sit there and work with the plantation media, and and they're winning. So, so, uh, but eventually, you got to make money. So Karen would have loved this topic, and. uh, God bless Karen. Uh, much love and respect to her as she begins, uh, as she began her new journey. Uh, it's it's terribly sad to see somebody younger than you go much sooner. It kind of, it's hard to explain the effect because when somebody you don't know passes, and we all go through this, you look at it differently because you don't have a relation to them. But when it's somebody you know, it, it hits you much harder. Not necessarily in a good or bad way as much as it's just like just having an anvil dropped on your head, you know, like what happens to the roadrunner. It's just like, bam, you know, it just hits you in that one moment. And it makes you pause and think. And again, always, always cherish that day, this moment you're, you're here. And we don't, it's not in our human nature too. We only think about it and talk about it. And uh, I view it this way too. When somebody, you know, does pass, take that time out to tell your family how much you love them, how much you care about them, how much you think about them. Because at the end of the day, you don't know when your time will come. My dad is 91 years old, still walking on his own, still has a, he tends to repeat some short uh, memory type stories, but outside of that, his mind is still good. A little bit slower. My mom is in her mid-80s. She's still strong. Uh, I'm still the black sheep of the family. I'm, uh, I'm not the fundamentalist like my three other sisters. And I lost a sister uh, uh, just, just a year ago. So, uh, uh, well, actually, slightly uh, uh, longer than a year ago. Uh, but yes, honor your people. Much love to Karen's family, and she helped get fired up going. And I'll never forget her for that. And because of the show, for how long it's on the air, uh, 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 and it will be for a while because uh, my startup will succeed as my last one did. It ended up being a multi million dollar sale. I don't say that to brag as much as that's the American dream. Who thought a five foot seven Latino who was too small to play football would be able to use that sport to help propel and be part of a small, core group of companies to build a brand new industry in fantasy sports. And that's what I'm hoping to do with this, uh, where we're more of a conservative outlet with libertarian tendencies in bringing you politics, entertainment, and sports from our perspective. And trust me, there's a lot of perspective because in the sports world, it's all pure leftist. I remember Jim Trotter, he's doing the NFL. There was not a black issue he wouldn't disagree with, you know? So when we were looking for reporters and I worked with over 200, when his name was brought up because we were in San Diego, I said, no, 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 no. Bunch of leftists there, a bunch of good leftists too. We work with a lot of great Latinos, uh, a couple of reporters out of the Atlanta area who are black. So, 
it's only certain people who create this tribalism. And that's what we want to battle. We want to battle people who create tribalism for hate. My mother, I just spoke of this on the Red, White, and Root podcast and talking about alienation. Check it out. It's a sci-fi show that came and went for one season, but then was so popular, it had five TV movies. Uh, and it put aliens as the default minority overnight. And everything done in that show was pretty much uh, 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 not taken, but Heat of the Night was used as a model to, to show those type of tensions. And it was just showed from a human perspective, our eyes as humans, whether we were white, black, Latino, whatever, put on towards the aliens. And that spoke a lot to me because that was my mother. My mother was crapped on by black, white, and Asian women at the factory she, she worked at. On the flip side, she got a lot of love from black, Asian, and whites at her church. Again, it's human nature. People want to hate others who do better than them, others who think differently than them, others who look differently than them. But there's also others who are the exact opposite. They accept you for who and what you are. My mother did a great job in helping families who at the time were called boat people coming from Vietnam. And what makes her so proud and is they're living the American dream. The parents now own small businesses. The kids are all college educated. You know, my mom helped families do that. So so Karen was about that too. She was about looking at everything uh, from, 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 from an equality basis and we're all equal. She helped get uh, our podcast going. And I keep saying that because it's true. And uh, I'll never forget her because of that. So to Karen, much love. To her family, much love and Godspeed on your new journey. So let's get down to this. LA Times lays off 20% of the workforce. Let's talk about the ownership first before we get into the nitty gritty and the overview of what this topic is about. The LA Times owner, his name is Sun Xiong. He bought the paper for $500 million. He's a, he, He's from China, or he's a Chinese nationalist. He bought the paper for $500 million in 2018, along with the San Diego Union Tribune. And supposedly, the word I came across reinvigorated it by adding 150 editorial staffers. Now, the quality of those staffers is crap. That we know. That I know. But they did a pretty decent job. They grew the digital subscriber base to more than 550000 The problem is, with an operation of that size, with six-figure salaries given to a lot of editors who aren't actually out there doing the reporting or the writing, you need a lot more money than that, than what those subscribers will generate to uh, grow the company, bring it and modernize it into the new technological age, while still servicing the old patrons who still buy the print paper and they just couldn't do it. They doubled the figure. I was told in 2020, though it was still short of its goals. Uh, So I don't know if they doubled 550,000 or if that was the number it became when it was doubled. I assume that they, they doubled it into 550,000. I mean, people, those are astronomical numbers in today's era. You know, back in the day, when technology wasn't around as, as it was, those numbers would have been, ah, we got to do better. We got to be a few million, you know? But in today's day and age, those are great numbers. The problem is, is corporations, once they took the gold standard out, our whole life and how money is printed and done has completely changed. 
and uh, uh, there's just too many top-heavy individuals collecting paychecks in the name of social justice that they don't deserve and earn at the cost of hardworking reporters. And the hardworking reporters who want to report the truth, they get run out because you have to talk the plantation talk when you work at the LA Times. And th that's a fact that I will prove here in this show. So again, uh, 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 Sun Xiong bought the San Diego Union Tribune. His family sold the paper in July 23 because it was losing, it, it was hemorrhaging money. You know, a billionaire can only afford a toy for so long before his own people say, boss, you know, you may be a billionaire, but this is sucking 30, 40 million out of your empire a year. You know, the story on the street is that he has spent over a billion dollars on the paper since purchasing it. And again, all that does is validate my belief. You, you, you can't keep hemorrhaging money even if you are a billionaire. And that's what social justice uh, racists and supremacists want. They want that billionaire to go broke, to keep them fat and happy, to keep them in their gated community, to keep them uh, uh, eating at five-star restaurants, all the while claiming to be a victim. These billionaires are going, okay, I thought I could do this, but now I can't. And that's what happened with Patrick Soon Xiong. So, again, to reiterate why they lay off, uh, they, they announced they were laying off 115 people. I think they laid off like 94 or, or close to it. So more than 20% of the newsroom, 94 union staffers were let go. So maybe the, the rest of the 115 encompassed uh, non-union, which would make sense. And I, I didn't find that number, but it wasn't important enough. The fact that they let 94 union staffers go is the important part of the story. The layoffs come after the paper let 74 newsroom staffers go just late last year. The layoffs include both union and non-union managers, so it was probably 115, 94 union and uh, 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 21 non-union. So the mass layoffs come just two weeks after a failed editor-in-chief, Kevin Merida, who is as woke as they come, announced that he was stepping down after just two and a half years. Well, he wasn't announcing, he was lying. He was not going to have his contract renewed, so he decided to leave. He was hemorrhaging money. He wasn't doing what he was told to do. He wasn't. He, he broke promises. Couldn't raise the, the the the. Couldn't reach the goals he was set out and agreed to do. So he was a loser. He failed. Wasn't going to have his contract renewed, so he left the safe face so he can go whore somebody else's money elsewhere. Four editors oversaw the newsroom after Merida's departure. Two of them have since left the paper. It was one of the largest workforce reductions in the history of the LA Times, and they've been around for about 142 years. The move comes amid projections for another year of big, massive losses. And you know what those losses? 30 to 40 million annually. 30 to 40 million. I could have the LA Times running... Uh, at half that. The problem is, is when you've got the union in there, half the money that could actually go to improving the paper goes to uh, the pensions, the fat salaries, the people who don't deserve it. And at the end of the day, that's why these they get whacked. And that's why these, these papers will eventually go under. A union would rather see you go out of business than to work with you to do what's right. And that's what we have with this union. <sighs> But at the end of the day, Kevin Morita failed. He couldn't get a higher readership to bring in the advertising and subscriptions to sustain it. And again, 
He saw the writing on the wall. I have failed. I am not the social warrior God I pretend to be. And I tell everybody I am. I'm just a failed news editor who isn't going to have his contract renewed. So I'm going to quit the safe face. And the owner, and this is what I like about the owner. He just flat out said the truth. Look, uh, Sun Xiong said, look, you know, Merida wasn't progressing towards the readership he had promised. He wasn't bringing the, the advertising and subscriptions to sustain us that he said he could. So I'm not going to renew his contract. So good for him for saying that. Now, Sun Xiong wants new leaders to focus on strengthening the outlet's journalism to make it indispensable. That's eh, just talk. You know, that's what everybody says to more readers. Because if he really believed that, he wouldn't have his little, I'm not going to call her what I really think she is, daughter and his her nepotism pushing her leftist agenda. And he wouldn't be using the paper to promote his personal business ties. So he's lying when he says he wants new leaders to focus on strengthening the outlet's journalism. If that was the case, his daughter wouldn't be allowed near that building, and he would take a step back and remove himself from trying to get them to promote what he wants to promote. So he's lying when he says that. They're not the only outlet struggling, though. The Times, just like many other legacy media, has struggled to adapt. Part of the struggle is they're too top-heavy in the print side, meaning salaries, people who aren't worth it, people who don't work full 40 to 60-hour weeks. They want to work 10 to 20, do their one to two stories, and get paid six figures. I mean, the reason I say this, those are people I've run across. Well, you know, this is what I'm worth. No, you're not. I can get three people to do your job, and they're going to be grateful. You know, look, that's, that's, that is supply and demand in the market. And journalists today, and they don't even do their job of journalism. Still think it's the old world. It's not. But at the end of the day, many of these legacy medias aren't adapting and their loss of advertising revenue and dwindling print subscription numbers are forcing them to make hard changes at the detriment of ignorant, stupid, woke reporters who think they can just keep printing money and letting them lie with their print. But that's why they're losing subscribers, because they lie. Established outlets like NBC, ABC, CNN, The Washington Post, Condé Nast, Gawker, Jezebel, BuzzFeed News, National Geographic, and Vox Media have all shed staff members. Now, this number, more than 2,500 jobs were lost in 2023, is probably lower because I added more groups that have shed writers than the writer of the article where I got the 2,500 number from listed. So it's probably more than that and well-deserved. You don't want to write the truth. You deserve to be fired. I'm not going to give you any pity. You wanted me dead, people, because I chose to think for myself, see that the jab was actually poison that is killing people today and that you have a 99.9% .9 recovery rate with COVID I knew I didn't need the jab. So they wanted me dead. They wanted me quarantined. People have lost out on organ transplants because they weren't jabbed. So the people who will, who could benefit the most and live the longest versus the jabbed who are dropping dead were denied for the ones who dropped dead. You know, and yes, I do have an issue with, with giving an organ to somebody who's been jabbed over somebody who hasn't just because they've been jabbed. Statistically speaking, the one who's been unjabbed is likely to live on longer and benefit more from that transplant, not the jabbed, whose whole immune system is now compromised, whose whole cardiovascular system is compromised. Okay, I'm digressing again, but I had to say that because it's important.
And that's who these people represented. Those people who wanted us dead, wanted every single right we had taken away. They're the ones who've lost their job. The guild's, the guild's response to this, the guild is their union. They staged a walkout. They staged a one-day walkout to protest the planned layoffs. They did not work with management to devise a plan that could have saved jobs. Think about that. Instead of working with uh, 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 management to save jobs of the people they represent, they said no. No. Think about that. They rejected the company's offer and focused on their strike. So more than 350 staff members, or about 90% of guild-covered journalists, refused to work pending those cuts. And yet, they lie. You know, this one, they strike and say jobs, and say jobs. No, it didn't. But they think you're that stupid, Black America. They think you're that stupid, para mi Latinos. They think you're that stupid, trailer park whites. That's how they look at it. They look at the ghetto, the barrio, and the trailer parks. We're, we're too stupid to understand, so they can get away with lying like that. Yeah. I walk out saying jobs. No, it didn't. It actually cost jobs. And I'll get to that in a moment. The guild's reaction is one made to gain sympathy. At the end of the day, and you saw it with all the people of color, the Latinos, the blacks, uh, I assume the Asians too, uh, if they had any there outside of the family. What they were saying in their tweets is, we all lost our jobs. What they're saying is, why wasn't Whitey fired? Why did I have to be fired? I'm the brown-skinned one. It had nothing to do with qualifications or how good you were at their job in terms of hiring and firing. But in their defense, yes, Whitey was spared. You know why? Unions are built on seniority. And a lot of these minority hires have been recent. So when all these layoffs came, it was that older white leftist who will not give up his or her job for someone of color. They'll tell you, you stand on the plant, you stay on the plantation, you do as you're told, Mr. Black man, Mr. Black woman, Mr. Latino. That's their beliefs. They didn't lose their jobs. Oh, no, sir. <laughs> Oh, man. So then they blamed the Sun Xiong family. They gave us their commitment to diversity in 2020. And it's been never reflected in the region. Look, people, stop lying. 3% of, of California makes up blacks. Nine, it's either 3 or 9%. The rest, 40-some-odd percent or 50-some-odd percent are Latinos. So your newsroom never, never showed or reflected the actual region. You are racist against my brethren Latinos. Because if you wanted to have that newsroom to reflect the region, it would have been well half Latino. And it wasn't. Bunch of damn liars. The union, as I stated, didn't help. In a memo, an individual named Argentieri said managers had offered seven days to accept volunteers for buyouts. As long as the guild leaders, the union, agreed to temporarily relax contract provisions requiring layoffs to target those with the least seniority. What they're saying is you need to relax it that we can only fire the least senior. And so we can talk to people about buyouts. But the guild said, go screw yourself. We're not bypassing our seniority. These whiteys, I'm a whitey. I need my job. That's what they're saying. That's exactly what they're saying. I don't care about more qualified, diverse hires. It's about protecting my job. 
It just so happens I'm whitey. That was what the union was really saying. When they said you stick to seniority, that's what they're saying. Protect whitey. And I say it because that's the bulk of who was protected. They didn't protect actual people who actually did their jobs properly. And to be honest, in that industry, not many of them. So at the end of the day, they fired a bunch of losers anyway. So the guild throws her tantrum. We're going to walk out, walk out. We're going to stick to seniority and walk out and tell people we save jobs. And that's where they're lying. Because they stuck to their seniority, the minorities were gutted, as that's a term I found in an article. Because, again, they were the most recent people who were hired. The Latino caucus lost 38% of its members. The Black caucus, 33%. And then something I didn't understand, the Manasa and their AAPI caucuses, that and they represent various groups, they also lost about 34% of their combined membership. And the cuts have left less than 20 black staffers in the union. Look, with all due respect, you want it to reflect the region, it should be mostly Latinos and then whites, and then blacks. But you lie. You don't want it to reflect the region. You want it to reflect your own tribal tendencies of the people who you familiar or who you are most comfortable around. And that's a proven scientific fact. That's natural. That's human nature. Don't you dare lie and say you wanted that, that, that newsroom to represent the region when you knew it wouldn't following your lead. Again, this is a Latino state where we are the primary minorities, and yet we had to take a backseat to black journalists? No. Nobody should take a backseat to anyone. Everybody should be hired on the basis of how good they can do their job. That's the only diversity I care about because what they propose is not diversity. It's racism, the favor of one culture, the favor of blacks over Latinos. And we'll have none of that. I don't favor a Latino over a black at all. Everything I just said is if you wanted the region, that newsroom to reflect the region, that's how it should be. I don't care what it reflects as long as it has qualified journalists. And they come from every color and culture. So there's something called the loss which is a Latino-led uh, uh, group, I guess, formed within the Times, you know, the, the to, to target the Latinos in the community, which is another lie. They weren't targeting Latinos. They were spreading their leftism to Latinos using their laws. So they, law, they, they, they had their own cuts. They lost reporters and an assistant editor and a culture columnist. And I'm glad because all they were doing is spreading leftist lies. They're, 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 they're swine. They're harlots working for their Democrat plantation overseer, pushing their form of racism that keeps us down, that keeps us in the barrio. I'll be honest. I have never lived in the barrio. My relatives do. I've stayed there. It, it, it's, not the, it's, not the, it's not where I would choose to live. I've been to the ghetto. Of course, I've always been to the ghetto with somebody who's black. Usually it was my younger days. You know, oh, dude, got some art. <laughs> you know, I've been to the trailer park, same scenario. So I've been through it all, you know. And uh, those people at the LA Times, they're ilk, they're kind, they're smug, elitist superiority. They're the ones who keep us in those areas. And happily so. It's better to have a class of people dependent on you and believing your lies so you can continue to live your lifestyle then not. The problem is the average American that buys this, these papers, or uh, whether it's in digital or print form, they're smartening up and realizing this is all woke crap, woke lies. Why? They see the crime in front of them. I mean, this is a paper that re-endorsed 
Jorge Gascor. I mean, he's whiter than me. I'm Latino with a black grandma. This guy's as white as they come. He's releasing every thug out there, and they're going back out and committing more crimes and more murders. But the LA Times reendorsed him. So the union has made everything much worse. Remember the SAG after strike? That was a union-led strike. Well, Los Angeles is an entertainment town. And when they went on strike, they you know, the paper lost millions in advertising money from Hollywood. Then the leftist congressional swine weighed in. A group of 10 Democrat members of Congress wrote a letter to Sun Xiong in the Guild on Monday expressing hope that that drastic cuts could be avoided. Well, these are the politicians that help create the economy that's high inflation, not helping anybody. And here's 10 Democratic members telling the billionaire, you got to support him. Come on, man. Come on. <laughs> oh, man. So the Xiong family was upset with the editorial leadership. And I don't blame them. Everything they promised was a lie. They, they weren't able to, 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 to get to. And we all knew they were lying. You know, uh, the editor-in-chief, the editor. They were never going to hit the numbers. You can't be woke in a dying industry and expect to have enough people buy your garbage to survive. It's not going to happen. Why? Believe it or not, us conservatives buy a lot. Liberals don't. So you're asking these liberals, which, which we're going to talk about it which the politicians and the billionaire, they had the solution. We have to pay for it. We'll talk about that uh, 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 right now, actually. Sun Xiang conveyed deep frustration with past leaderships and attempts to build the Los Angeles Times Studios. Look, Sun Xiang wanted to modernize everything. He wanted to uh, uh, do documentaries, start doing podcasts. And Merida was supposed to do that. Well, he lied. He couldn't do it. He didn't do it. He did, probably didn't want to do it. It was actually probably extra work. So I don't blame Soon Shung for, for being upset. And I don't blame him for stating, I'm not going to renew this fool's contract. He's a liar. He didn't do what he promised he would do. So Merida, to show himself as somebody who cares, so oh, I'm leaving this organization before they fire these people. No, he knew his contract wouldn't be renewed. He was playing y'all. So here's what I'm talking about. These people, i.e. leftist swine, can't survive with their business models of let's print and write and film propaganda. Let's support candidates who want to release criminals who go and murder you. Now, that's not a, that's not conjecture. That's fact. They endorse them. Let's talk about and promoting and pushing defund the police in some of the most crime ridden neighborhoods of blacks and Latinos. But the rich Asians and the rich whites don't care. The rich whatever don't care. But hey, as long as there's people of color suffering, we can trick them into voting for us and blame it on no whitey over here who's Republican. And it works. That's a sad thing. But Sun Xiong is seeing what's happening in Canada and Australia. These leftist rags that can't support themselves, well, let's get these billionaire tech companies to fit the bill. And the reason I say we suffer is we suffer from getting, seeing news from around the world, from local, from national, and then reading and studying them. And that's what I do, because I'm able to discern the bull from facts. And I use it to see, the, 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 the check the temperature of what's out there. 
Well, they're failing. They're going out of business. Again, 30 to 40 million Sun Xiong is losing. The Washington Post as well. You know, again, I mentioned Vox Media, BuzzFeed, all these people, they're losing, having to fire people who are going under. So he wants our California legislature to pass a law where Google, Yahoo, Bing, whatever these big companies, search engines, when they show a story from one of their papers or put it in the link, they have to pay a fee. So they're just trying to use other people to prop up a dead industry because it's no longer dying. It's dead. When you're losing 30 to 40 million, you're dead. You're just wasting your money. But they want this, these taxes as a new form of revenue to keep the leftism, to keep the propaganda going. And the reason this is what I say it is, it's state controlled media. Because if the politicians pass the law, they can easily rescind the law. So these newspapers will be beholden to the politicians in power to print the news the politicians want. This has nothing to do with giving us the truth. It has everything to do with continuing their lifestyle and not doing the work that's supposed to be done. Again. You fire the lazy, biased reporters who don't really print what's true and print what they want to indoctrinate us with. You get rid of those people, bring in actual unbiased journalists, and more people will buy their paper. Hell, I would subscribe to a paper that actually did that. I don't subscribe to any papers, not even the Washington Journal anymore. I would screw those assholes, too. So what does the guild do? They blame owners. Despite all the lies they printed, Thus, losing valuable paying customers over the years, they blame ownership. As if, again, a billionaire's wallet is infinite when it's not. And again, these firings were based on union agreements. You fired the most senior person. I mean, I'm sorry, you fired the least senior person. So why not you want Black Caucus, Latino Caucus, Asian Caucus, Poor Man's Caucus, I live in an apartment caucus. I am gay caucus. I am rural caucus. I mean, anybody can make a damn caucus nowadays. But, 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 fire everybody who is biased, and I'm happy. But they only want to see Whitey fired. So they believe they can be racist, and it's okay. No, you can't. Again, newspapers are dying business in its current form. Look, this is what's even worse. People are turning to TikTok for news. You know, I get a lot of links to papers and articles from Twitter and some from Facebook. Rarely from Instagram because of their link processes isn't really good. And rarely from TikTok. But kids are going to TikTok for news, which plays into China, who owns TikTok. And... I haven't done a podcast, but you can find them out there who talk about China's version of TikTok is nothing like our TNA version of TikTok. They're not dumb. They know the indoctrination and dumbing our, our kids is key to them eventually taking over. It's what's been done since the dawn of time. And they're doing it to us. And Democrats who have been bought and paid for by China are pushing it. Think about it. We named every virus from the area it came from. So we name it the Wuhan virus, which is what it is. The Wuhan virus, that's racist. No, that's not racist. 
You're naming the virus from the area it came from. You're the racist. God, sometimes it's just, ugh. Again, they're losing millions. The LA Times, a hat tip to Greg Greenwald. He had a post saying the New York Times lost 30 to 40 million in 2023. They cut 74 jobs. WAPO lost 100 million, cutting 240 jobs. Uh, the LA, uh, in its entire laid off the 115 journalists, 22% of its newsroom. And the Atlantic is still unable to turn a profit. I believe that's owned by Mrs. Jobs, another billionaire. It's funny because Jamel Hill is a, a, a very big time, big time black racist. And uh, yet she's still collecting her check from a white woman. Go figure. That's the irony in all this. NBC just slashed 75 jobs. <sighs> now. The LA Times did cut something. They wanted to cut. The editors made a decision to cut something. Turns out the readers actually wanted this. In 2022, the Times removed the print edition sports listing and box scores. Infuriated readers. Think about it. People who look at that on print, they tend to be older. Baseball's still an old man sport. They're not. They're not. They're not uh, bringing in the youngsters as much as they want. Uh, it, it's a blue hair sport. Blue hair signifying uh, it's a term for seniors. Well, that led to thousands of subscription cancellations. That's on the editor-in-chief. But then again, he doesn't care about old man Whitey. Bleep him is his belief. So they cut that. Now, the owner got upset because they removed something the readers wanted. And not only did they remove it, they also lost thousands of subscribers. So this move did not improve anything. It actually hurt him. And... What happens even when they screw up? The journalists and editors pretend it's not their fault. They blame everyone else. Here's some, some quotes. It's clear that those entrusted to steward his family's largesse, talking about the Sun Xiong family, have failed him. Not the rank and file staff members with no say in editorial priorities. The Guild said years of middling strategy in regards to ownership. Absence of a publisher. No clear direction. For the layoffs, they wrote. Yet at the same time, they're the ones who did a walkout, which kept and and refused the budget of seniority, which kept a lot of the young talent from staying on and getting fired. They had no clear direction. They had a direction of hate. They had a direction of we're not going to give in anything. They blamed the owners for only wanting to make a buck versus building a relationship with subscribers. It was the left bias reporting that destroyed the relationship with the subscribers they had. And none of them wanted to take a pay cut. So who's really the hypocrite here? Well, the journalists and editors and the guild. All they cared about was making a buck. And they were alienating their subscribers. There is one big truth. These print publications were dying. Look, in the 80s, they ruled the world. They were buying everything. I mean, they were buying corporations stuff. In the 80s, look at the history. It's very fascinating how they were on top of the world. Everybody thought it wouldn't end. Some people were smart. They saw it. Look, technology is coming. This is all going to change. This way of life is not permanent, even though y'all are acting like it is. So once these large corporations that were driven by newspapers and the popularity of the 80s and buying, buying the corporations up, hedge funds were the only ones who could afford to buy them out. They bought them on literally on pennies and dollars, but because they were behemoths, they were still spending a lot of money. And sure enough, they were buying them to make money, which is what every publication is supposed to make. A newspaper's job is not to inform us. A newspaper's job is to earn money for its ownership. 
Now, they earn money for their ownership by informing us of what's happening. And it's supposed to be from an unbiased perspective. But the truth is, <clears throat> it's very biased. So the people who were running the paper, not the ownership, decided to take a different tack. Lie, 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 lie. And lost their viewership, lost their subscribers, you know. But they blamed the hedge fund owners. The hedge fund owners took over something that was bleeding itself to death, patched it up to make some money. If they hedge fund owners hadn't come in and bought these companies, they would have gone under. See, that's a fact they don't like to tell you. They try to put the blame on old Rich Whitey. Yeah, you know, they, they bought them up to make money, but that's capitalism. It's always the person who's never built anything, the person who's always playing the victim. And trust me, I work with nearly 200. They like to play the victim as they screw their old bosses over. Check out receipts from some of these events. Boy, man, I saw the scam these guys pulled. But it is true, hedge funds bought it to make money. However, again, they would have gone out of business regardless if they hadn't been bought. It's tough to grow subscribers when readers begin to realize you're lying to them. When you refuse to look in the mirror and realize the reason your paper is dying partially is because of you lying to them with biased, false narratives. I mean, the New York Times was the worst. According to our sources, yes, they're anonymous sources. We can't tell you who they are. They never had sources. There's somebody, again, who worked with hundreds of reporters. I know the process. They did not have sources. They're not near the bottom of these articles. They always said their state. Our headline is not accurate yet but we expect it to be they would acknowledge that they're saying what they're saying is happening is a lie but they expect it to happen look at the new york times look at their anonymous source articles and then look somewhere near the bottom and you'll see what i'm talking about but the owners aren't innocent in all this their poor ethics nepotism destroyed the community the paper and the trust they had Progressive destruction, not just the reporters, but the owners, little Dada. Nika, Nika, Nika Sushong, the daughter's owner. And somebody put it in the article, trust fund kid, never had to work a day of her life, pampered, had her butt wiped by her. But to this day, she's probably still getting that butt wiped. She, and I say allegedly, because while I believe it's true, that's what the term was used, which means uh, there's some question, but I don't think there is based off all the research I did. The downside of doing all the research of various articles, the various opinions, the various facts, sometimes they come from only one or two sources. Ooh, excuse me. What are two sources? So maybe it is alleged. But anyway, current staff members said that it was a tense work environment. Nika is a woke leftist who is part of a group called Fund for Guaranteed Income, which they supposedly advocate for free money given to vulnerable people. Hey, I, I'm feeling vulnerable today, Nika. I need a helping hand. <laughs> That's pretty much all you have to sit there and say and do to get some money at times. She has no experience. Her master's is in African studies and her bachelor's is in international relations. Nothing to do with journalism. Nothing to do with business management. She, she was clueless, but it was her boy toy. The paper was. She got to do with it as daddy-o allowed her. She also spearheaded him. Now, this is a, 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 a trust fund kid. This is a woman who's, who doesn't even know what the barrio is, what the ghetto is, what a trailer park is. Has no clue. Again, she's had her butt wiped for her, her whole life. 
she spearheaded the move, as I love that term, that's where I found it in the article, spearheaded the move to cut funding to the sheriff's department in, out of L.A. Now, the fact that the owner's daughter was pushing for this in a high crime area, that that there's moral issues or ethical issues with that. It's a gray area with, with journalistic ethics. She pitched the people articles to do that were that would specifically help her cause again ethical issues so again ownership isn't innocent here because they were providing the leftists i never liked him I, I had to deal with him here in san diego he, he he's he's a useless human being once his billionaire leaves us humanity will be better along with his daughter they don't care about us they care about themselves the daughter used this paper as her boy toy and the owner, I don't know what he was hoping to get. Maybe the propaganda. Did he have national ties to China? Likely. So, yeah, he had his own issues he wanted to push and promote, which is the weakening of American exceptionalism. Exceptionalism. And it's it's continuing to happen. They're, being, they're successful about that. Again, she wanted funding cut from the L.A. Sheriff's Department. She was appointed as a West Hollywood Public Safety Commissioner, even though she had no experience, didn't know anything about it. Yeah. She contributes to Knock LA, a socialist organization. Chinese are communists, socialists are like cousins. 137% increase in crime in WeHo. But she wanted to defund the police there. She didn't care about blacks or Latinos there. Uh 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 uh. She hates them. In October 2020, she was put in charge of the paper. And again, she used it as her personal boy toy. She also used it to endorse her friends. There's a Kenneth Mejia. He's likely a sexual predator at worst. At best, he's created a culture of sexual harassment. This is per employees. Not me saying it. It's per employees. That's what she supported. That's, what she, that's who she wanted to endorse. And they did. She's nothing but a leftist harlot. She also conducted the time staff, the reporters on a leftist guideline for reporting crime in the city. You cannot say the word looting. You can't loot. This person took $945 worth of merchandise. No, that person stole. That person looted. But words do have meaning. They do convey meaning. That's why illegal alien conveyed the meaning that they're not American citizens. So they started that with undocumented aliens, then undocumented immigrants, then undocumented, then immigrants. They want them seen as immigrants, but they're illegal aliens. The power of words, the AP really has a big hand in this. And she was trying to do it from within her own power base towards her uh, reporters of the LA Times. She lambasted a junior, another term I found in like, she lambasted a junior LA Times reporter for talking about suspects who stole watches and then left the scene in a black Rolls Royce. You can't use looting. It goes against my leftist tendencies of destroying America for China. <laughs> So activist social torture story, you know, it's like, it, it, dude, crime is rampant. Businesses are fleeing because they protect the criminals, the murderers, and let them back out at the expense of the honest citizen, the innocent citizen. So not only did Soon Shang, the harlot, the trust fund kid, the leftist courtesan, 
hammer her own reporter, she just fell right in line with all the leftist groups out there to hammer it. And when you do that, is your reporter going to report the truth next time? No, he's going to lie. So thus, they were a paper of propaganda, not of news. Every candidate they endorse is connected to the family in some form or fashion. That was the other thing in my, in my research uncovered. And the owner himself, Sun Xiong, was not innocent either. He was featured in an L.A. Times video promoting and pushing his COVID-19 vaccine that his company was manufacturing. He's a pharma guy. However, that vaccine was not approved in the United States. So, hey, he was bonding with his Harla, his Quarterson daughter, using the paper for personal gain. Bad human beings. Bad people. They're willing to lie to us to enrich themselves and to promote their propaganda for their Chinese masters, for their leftist masters, and for the democratic plantation. This industry is what I call fake news, yellow journalism. They, they blatantly lie to keep blacks on the plantation. Don't believe me? They caught a black man who does not, who left the plantation, who does not share leftist values, the black face of white supremacy. A racist column was printed by a woman named Erica D. Smith about Larry Elder, a black libertarian who was running for the governorship with the recall of, of Gavin Newsom. She didn't want to give him a voice. She wanted to condemn him because he tells black Americans, you need to think for yourself. Do not listen to the Erica D. Smiths. They're overseers for the Democratic plantation. Do not listen to them. Erica could not have people thinking for themselves. She cannot have that. So she did what her overseer masters wanted. She denigrated, tried to bring him down by calling him the black face of white supremacy. She's a black Democrat who plays the role of the Democratic pla Democrat plantation overseer. His libertarian and conservative views, she aching to being white supremacy. No, they're not. It's about you thinking for yourself, about you making your own decision, <clears throat> about how to teach yourself or have others help teach you how to fish so you're not dependent on stealing other people's fish. She didn't want none of that. If you think Larry Elder is the black face of white supremacy, you need to look in the mirror, Erica, because you are the racist. And she is a racist. I tell you this too, white liberals, they are the most racist people I have come across towards blacks who don't think as they're told to think. If you're a black and you do as you're told by them, they love you. They'll reward you. But if you're black or Latino and you think outside the box or think for yourself, no, 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 no. They got to destroy you. And that's what they tried to do with Larry Elder. Smith hated Larry Elder because he refused to abide by the Democratic plantation rules. He doesn't believe in systemic racism. I don't either. He doesn't believe in reforming the police by defunding the police. It's funny how the people who really pushed that, when they recalled the district attorney out of the San Francisco area, all the working class, all the poor areas, the ghettos, the barrios, the trailer parks, all the people where crime had exponentially jumped, voted him out. All the protected, gated white communities, all the white politicians, all the white rich people, they all voted to keep him. That alone should tell you something, Black America. Y para mi Latino, eso te necesita decirte algo también. 
To my Latinos, that should be telling you something too. He mocks critical race theory, which I do, because that's just racism disguised as non-racism. He's against mask and vaccine mandates, as I was and I am. 99.9% recovery rate, people. Vaccine is killing people. These are facts now. It's no longer up for debate. You failed at censoring the conservative voices. And thank you, Elon Musk, for that. And the truth has come out. Now you're hearing people say, well, you have your doctors. I hate my doctors. No, your doctors lied. And they're still lying despite the data. Now that the data is out there, your doctors are liars. And you're hiding behind them to try to sound moderate. You're not. You're scared that you may have killed your family member, your wife, your child, your parents, whoever. By saying, yeah, you got to take the vaccine. If you want to take the vaccine, more power to you. My hate is towards those who wanted me dead, who wanted me quarantined, who wanted my rights taken away. If those people drop dead tomorrow, I'm okay with that because they're bad people. And I have compassion for forgiveness, but we're in a war right now. Those with compassion tend to get conquered during wartime. I saw that firsthand in Panama. I've seen it in other countries too. I'm not a fool. I've also studied history. This woman, Smith, Erica D. Smith, lies by refusing to look at truth backed up by the data. She was pissed because blacks were dying in higher numbers than whites. Have you seen the diets of blacks and Latinos? Latinos were also up there in, in more deaths. I, a Latina I know. Maybe a month ago I saw her. She actually came up to me. Have you done anything? What are you doing? You look like you lost weight. You look so good. And she's looking older. You know, I mean, way older. She's not aging well. And I'm like, no, I just don't eat processed foods. When I do eat processed foods, it's a treat or so minimal, it doesn't affect me. I tend to cook my own meals, store them in the freezer. I tend to eat healthy. I don't do it to be healthy. It's just kind of how I live my life. Fat people were dying left and right. And Latinos and his, uh, Latinos, Hispanics and Blacks tend to be higher on the fat food chain than whites. Of course, a lot of white people too. But that made them more susceptible. So instead of addressing the cause, this person played the race card and wanted people to jab themselves with poison. With their already compromised immune systems, all the poison did was sit there and jack up their potential death rate much higher. And the data is finally available for all this. So don't believe the liars who say you have your doctors and I have mine. No, their doctors help proliferate the lies. And you're just cowards who don't want to admit you potentially have murdered members of your own family and help push friends to take a vaccine that may kill them. Why am I like this? Because these people chose not to critically think for themselves or challenge the obvious lies. And here's the kicker. It's not hard to figure out, wow, if 99.9% .9 of people survive this, why do I need a vaccine? Then came the next question. Okay, what's in the vaccine? Well, why do you ask? Well, when I see a commercial on TV that's a minute long, 45 seconds of that minute, they're talking about, you know, see your doctor, consult your doctor because it's going to give you gas, arrhythmia, heart attack, stroke, ugliness. It gives you everything negative. So I thought back to all those commercials. I'm like, so what's the side effects? 
and they lied. Oh, you're not going to catch COVID. I get in an argument with somebody who I love to death, I trust to death, I work with. William, they never said that. They never said if you took the vaccine, you wouldn't catch COVID. I'm like, oh, yeah, they did. Oh, yes, they did. And obviously, there's enough film out there. But what gets me out of this is you're lying to yourself if that's what you, or, or you never have been on the computer because it was out there. So why would they lie to themselves? Maybe they don't want to admit they took poison. Maybe they don't want to admit they coerced and talked their friends into taking poison. Maybe they don't want to admit they didn't give their kids a choice. Take the poison, son. It's good for you. Never forget, these are the people who wanted us in internment camps. I don't care if you took the vaccine. That was your choice. But I do have a deep resentment as close to hate as possible for those who wanted us in internment camps, wanted our rights taken away. Because they believe the lies. Which makes no sense. They wanted us to take a vaccine where you could still pass the virus just so they could feel good about themselves. Anyway, back to the Democrat plantation overseer, the courtesan we call Erica D. Smith, who works for Democrats. It's told by her Democrat masters what to say. She's obviously never been taught to critically think. And as long as these white plantation masters Keep cutting her her checks. She'll do as told. Hey, it's not just her. I know. Uh, I had. Yo tengo. Paisano. Yo tengo familia que piensan como ella piensa. I have friends and family who are Latino who think and act like she does. So the Democrat plantation has taken a hold of constituents in the ghetto, in the barrio, and in trailer parks. This is the same paper that called murderous communist dictator. I love that. Murderous communist dictator. They said Fidel Castro is a charismatic icon. Let me repeat that. A charismatic icon. Fidel Castro, the charismatic icon. Fidel Castro was a murderer, as was Che Guerrero. Murders, but leftist young punk, mostly white kids, have been brainwashed into thinking he's charismatic and Chev was a rebellious leader who helped save people. No, he actually murdered more people than he actually saved. The guy would murder people in the thousands. Now, the other reason nobody's shedding any tears for these, pe these people being fired, they mocked anti-vaxxers' deaths. Mocking anti-vaxxer COVID deaths is ghoulish. Yes. But may be necessary. That was a tweet. I got a bunch of tweets. I'm gonna try to line them up and show you the images uh in the podcast uh once we finish taping. I'm not sure I can do it. I'm still new at this, still learning the ropes. So that was in January 2022. Mocking anti-vaxxers, COVID deaths is ghoulish, yes, but may be necessary. These are the people who are today saying, Why are you making fun? It's so cruel to make fun of people who lost their jobs. I'm not making fun. I'm just saying I don't care that they lost their jobs. You know, why? Because they're going to be dependent on people now. Man, some of them are going to be on welfare, you know, uh, which I pay into. <laughs> My point is they're going to just be leeches in a different way. But anyway, so back to the mocking anti-vaxxers. It was written by this old white guy. <laughs> One of the grand Democrat plantation overseers who had seniority and was likely not let go because he's an old white guy. 
Who was happy to see you blacks go, you Latinos go, and any other color? As long as Whitey, this Whitey kept his job. He didn't care that you went. Whoo! Earning his Democrat plantation overseer card, he did. His job was to keep people like my brethren Latinos ill-informed and on the plantation. He is the true face of racism. Michael Hill Zick, the true face of racism. There's a special place in the hell, if there's a hell of heaven and hell, for people like him. He wrote, there may be no other way. He's talking about wanting people to die so other people will get vaxxed. When the reality is people who were dying were the ones who took the vaccine. Hey, I caught COVID once. I felt like crap, like dirt. It's no worse than a cold. It was less than a cold. It felt differently. And if, even after I was healed, it took me a little longer to get to 100%. So it is different, but no worse than, than the bad flu. Not bad flu, than the flu. You know, the other lie. Thank God I got the vaccine. Or it could have been worse. No, it could have. No, it could have. Stop lying. So anyway, this white supremacist who is an overseer on the Democratic plantation, Michael Hiltzik, wrote, there may be no other way. He has no remorse for mocking, for making fun, for applauding at the fact that people were dying. People who chose not to take the poison. But I got news for you, brother. Look at the data. Look at those who are dying suddenly. Young men and women. It's we, the vax, who are still standing strong. But people like Hiltzik don't care. All they think about is their next paycheck from the Democrat plantation overseer. He published lies. Trump's plotting to kill people with the COVID vaccine, he published. He led the charge to mock people who died of COVID but weren't vaxxed. Again, I'm repeating myself, but it's important you know that because you're not going to sit there and look at me and say, William, you're part of the problem. No, I'm the solution by speaking to the truth. He does no mocking for those who took the vaccine, caught COVID and died. Oh, those poor people, they took the vaccine and died, but it wasn't because of the vaccine, I know, because my Democrat white plantation master told me so. <laughs> uh, the LA Times also refused to give a voice to those who didn't take the vaccine to the letter of the, of the editor. They didn't want anybody to sit there and say why they wouldn't take the vaccine. This was led by Pa Thornton, the letter's editor. Thornton lied about Vayers and didn't want the smart ones, those of us who can actually critically think, can actually put together a sentence. I'm actually in the Fantasy Sports Hall of Fame as a writer. I know how to write. He, did, they, he didn't want people like me, who made the right decision not to take the jab, to speak, to, give, to speak our mind. They accuse us of denial. Even though we're the ones who spoke the truth from the get-go while they lied. They used parents' children's against them. These are the same people who push and promote minorities not being able to read and write upon graduation. But tell us the teachers' unions are the best thing for these kids. They push and promote minorities who can't read and write. By pushing and promoting, meaning they pass them in high school into the real world. And they're not ready for the real world. Thank God I got an education. Thank God I taught myself how to read as a young kid, comics and then a bunch of books before I even went to school. 
You know, but they want my brethren Latinos and they want blacks to be dumb and stupid, graduating at a fourth grade level in, in many cases. Uh, if you're smart enough, you're graduating at an eighth grade level. That's who the Pa Thornton wants to see in terms of our culture and our growth and our progression into being <clears throat> viable citizens who give to this country. And by that meaning, they're able to work, buy a nice house, buy a car, live the American dream. They don't want that. That happened to us Latinos and, and blacks. Because it keeps us on the plantation and under their thumb. That's who Pa Thornton is. Again, hid from public the fact that the first responders weren't buying into the fake vaccine. Now, that's another underlying story about COVID. A lot of first responders did not fall for the crap. Yeah, a lot of them did get vaxxed to keep their jobs, a lot of them did not, and they lost their jobs despite saving and risking their lives to help others. That's how they were rewarded. <clears throat> they blamed the unvaccinated, the LA Times uh, letters uh, editor section. They blamed the unvaccinated for their readers' anger. No, the fact that they were dropping dead, the fact that they caught COVID after being told they wouldn't catch COVID if they took the poison jab, that's kind of what created the anger. The fact that they, they, they had a biased paper and they're starting to ask questions, but it's not covered in the stories. It's always, you stupid, you racist, listen to what we have to say. Well, that's why the LA Times is in the predicament they're in now. Because as readers learn more truth, they began canceling. Why subscribe to a paper who's printing lies? And now these people are dying, dropping dead with no one to blame but themselves. But they won't. And why would they? Because it means looking in the mirror and realizing they were wrong. We put no one in danger, the unvaxxed did. But you, the vaccinated, did. <laughs> they also waited to print stories. A paper's job is you get the paper or you, you, your reporter finds a story, does his journalistic duty of investigating, looking for leads, sources, etc. And once you had the story, you print it. Well, they actually would not do what they're supposed to do. They held on to a story, for example, that talked about Arnold Schwarzenegger. It was at election time where he groped six women. And I'm not, I don't like Arnold Schwarzenegger. He's nothing but a con man. He's actually a bio human being too. He has had bad situations that he abused women emotionally, cheated on his spouse. I don't care if it's an agreement, but don't play the innocent. He's a deserter, deserted the army, took steroids. He's just a bad dude. He, he is nothing that represents the American dream. He is the con man of American dreams. But that still doesn't change the fact I am going to defend him at the fact that they printed a hit piece waiting to make it, waiting to use it where it would make him at his worst. So their candidate, that's not a paper's job. That's a paper playing politics and manipulating you. It's creating a narrative. So you vote for who they want you to vote for. At the same time, they didn't print and they killed a story of the bum that we know as a former governor, Greg Davis, where he verbally and physically abused a woman. They killed that story. And you're wondering why this paper's struggling. Then there's Adam Housley. Adam Housley is a former Fox News reporter. I don't like him. I don't dislike him. I think he's a great 
person to follow on Twitter because he speaks a lot of truth. And the reason I say I don't like him, I don't, I don't dislike him, I don't like him, because I don't know him. You really don't know anybody on social media. You may align yourself with their beliefs, you may support what they're saying, but you don't know if he's a good or bad guy. But he comes across as a grade A guy. I'm just being trying to be honest here and unbiased. On this story, I am actually unbiased because everything I've said is provable with the data and history of this organization. So Adam Housley was livid because he was livid at the LA Times, you know, getting mad at people who weren't sad that they lost their jobs, that people weren't rallying against the Sun Xiong family. Adam Housley's niece was killed at a, at a bar called Borderline. It's a restaurant that would become a, that became a line dancing spa on Saturday night. She was a freshman at Pepperdine. She went with 13 classmates to the chaperone. And the guy came in and killed 11 people. Housley's covered six shootings. And he said this is as low as it can go because California wouldn't protect the dead victims. Why? Well, the media outlets are suing Housley's brother, it was his niece, and other victims' family. And because California refuses to protect murder victims, they're dragging these families to the mud. Now, the media argues that they must have information for this publication, meaning the autopsy reports. I mean, talking to the police and doctors, they can get that information, but they sued for it. Nothing showed up on the reports, but they sued for it. Now, here's the ugly part of why you should hate the media in today's incarnation. Now they're suing them for money to recover, I want to say about 600000 They're suing the families for money so they don't have to, for whatever reason, actually. They're suing the families of the victims for money to recover their costs, reporters are. That's as, that's as low as leftist pigs can go. Going back to the autopsy reports real quick, uh, he brought this up on, uh, it used to be called the John and Ken show. Uh, I haven't heard him for years, and now I guess it's just the John Corbaugh show. He was on there, and he gave Whitney Houston as an example how they demanded her autopsy reports. And they reported how she had veneers and a wig when she died. And I agree with him. What's that got to do with the story? Why do you have to sue and destroy somebody's life or or, or begin the process of destroying them for a tidbit like that that has no say in the overall scope. Oh, William, they were reporting the news. No, no, they were reporting gossip that had nothing to do with it. And that's the epitome of the LA Times and their reporting. Yeah. As far as the constituents, look, a leather leftist named Steve Bradford held it up in committee when they're trying to pass a law to protect families and murder victims. But he voted to protect Kobe Bryant's family but not everyday families. See, my friends, it's not about being black or white economically. It's about who has money and power to influence. And there's a lot of black and Latinos and Asians who had that. And that's what I try to teach people. So why you got to check out my Red, White, and Rude podcast, episode eight, where I talk about alienation and how that show allowed us to look at our differences in culture at what would be seen as racist, but look at it as a humanity standpoint, looking at it done to an alien, because that's how I've seen it done. My mother was belittled by racists who were black, white, and Asian. 
I saw that firsthand. I saw that in Panama by Americans of all persuasions, and I saw it here in the States. So that's why I am who I am from that perspective. And my point in saying this is because he voted to protect Kobe Bryant's family because they had influence over him. He was a star. But he won't do it for everyday families. That's scum. That's as low as you can go. Steve Bradford, the day he leaves us, is the day humanity's better off too. So anyway, the media defendants, you know, they filed a memorandum led by Kelly Avila's to get approximately 623000 for families to cover their costs. Man. Look, they're not the only ones, neither. There's a history of fake news. Hat tip, an article called 13 times the news lied to the American people and proved you can't always trust journalists. Another article, the top 10 lies the media and top level Democrats told you about Donald J. Trump. <laughs> I just have to look in the house here. The top 12 journalism scandal since 2000. Hat tip to those three articles. CNN minimizes Saddam Hussein coverage. They minimize his human rights atrocities. CNN used biased military analysts. They would show uh, uh, ex-CIA directors, directors like John Clapper, and they had an, a leftist agenda. They would still be in contact with the agencies, and the agencies were telling them what to say and who to blame. But CNN knew this too. But yet they kind of showed them to us as unbiased. NBC, I'll never forget this one. I remember watching the show. They rigged the truck to explode to prove they're susceptible to explosions. So they couldn't get the truck to explode that they say, hey, this truck can explode. So they rigged it. Then my personal favorite is MSNBC lying to show white conservatives is racist. They showed this gun carrying a constituent in Arizona. They showed his gun on the side. That's it. They showed us just a close-up shot. And then they implied, and they may have just outright said, White supremacists targeting the black POTUS and our God, Obama. <laughs> the knees of Obama. You know, it's a white supremacist. Turned out there was a black conservative who legally had the right to carry the gun. But you see how they did it just showing the gun? Not the skin color. They created a false narrative. Again, turns out it was a black conservative who could legally carry the gun. ABC, stage evidence for a hidden expose of Food Line. They got caught. The New Republic, a guy named Stephen Glass made up a story about a 15-year-old hacker. When people started to investigate, he even built a website, a fake website, then had his brother pretend to be the CEO to cover his tracks. Never forget CBS and the Dan Rather lies about George W. Bush's service record. That got him fired. What happened? The mainstream media turned around and created an award for him to honor him. Can't have our old whiteies that are masters on the Democrat plantation looking bad. That's why they did that for Dan Rather. New York Times, here's another infamous one. Jason Blair plagiarized and or fabricated dozens of news stories. He made up details of the Beltway Sniper's interrogation, describing interviews that never happened or weren't recorded. He lied about visiting the father of a captured U.S. soldier. Eventually, he came out. His boss said, well, you promoted him too quickly. He was an affirmative action hire. So in that moment... All his boss said, or rather, all his boss did was make good, honest, hardworking black Americans. He put them all in a negative light with that statement. True or not, that's what happens. The perception that people will have is, well, was that black guy hired through affirmative action or did he deserve the job? That's the worst way to look at a hire. But that's what the New York Times did here. And it's wrong. 
I have never made a hire because somebody was black or Latino. I hired one Latino because he knew his job. Turned out he wasn't a good hire because he wanted to be president a week later. My point being is he wanted to do as little as possible and get promoted. And one day I just told him, I said, look, bro, you got to do the work before you can even think of the promotion. That's why you hop from job to job to job. This was after he had left me, my company, and worked through five or six companies. Because he didn't want to work hard. He wanted to get promoted. And he was Latino. We hired black reporters. We didn't hire a couple because they were racist. <laughs> but eventually, at the end of the day, I'm proud to say I hired people for the qualifications. And I helped push him to greater jobs. There's a woman at ESPN who owes her career to me. She's earning great six figures now. Has never said thank you. You know, doesn't bother me. What bothers me is she's revised her history of where she got to where she got. Yeah. New York Times and Songbird McCain, you're damn right. I served, my father served, my brother served, my sister, my sister, my sister served. Everybody in our family served, but my mother. My dad is a Vietnam vet. I lived on a street where all special forces and they all said, Songbird McCain. They didn't like him. They knew what it, who and what he was. However, in this instance, McCain is innocent. They claim McCain had an affair with a lobbyist. You see, even the darling Republicans who they side and align with and push and promote, the moment they run for something against a Democrat, they become racist too, or they become whoremongers. Bill Clinton. Well, then again, look at Hillary. Ooh, I said it. McCain is a scumbag liar and philander. He cheated on his first wife with his second wife. But this story was untrue. He did not have an affair with the lobbyist, and they knew it. Then there's a New York Times reporter taking credit. A reporter named Rick Bragg would take the credit more than once. By taking the credit, it would be his name on the byline for articles that a freelancer stringer would be reported. Then he had an audacity to say, oh, no, that's normal. We all do it. You know, give some credit to the New York Times hacks who were over there. No, we don't. <laughs> then there's the Washington Post reporter who won a Pulitzer Prize for a fake news story. Janet Leslie Cook wrote a fake news story called Jimmy's World. It was about an eight-year-old minority heroin addict named Jimmy. Another leftist pig, Bob Woodward, deep throat, knowing he knew it was likely false, still submitted it for a Pulitzer Prize. The lie eventually came out. And you know how it came out? Cook's bio was discovered to have lies in it. <laughs> Her former employers in Toledo saw the buyer, saw she was up for the award, and they informed the AP on it. Whoa, whoa, whoa. And it just fell apart. Eventually, she cried the blues. Oh, I can't make a living. There's some that. Now she's somewhere in the United States, supposedly working, probably her late 60s by now. I don't feel bad for her. She was willing to lie to create something that left an image that would create more tribalism, hate, whatever. She was using that to create an award or more money or whatever, or feel good about herself, whatever she, it was. She lied and was willing and was a willing liar to promote herself. Then there's the Boston Globe's Patricia Smith, a Pulitzer Prize finalist, wrote a fake news story about a dying cancer patient. The AP writer, Christopher Newton, made up 40 different sources for his stories from around the globe. He would make up agencies of validated service lines. Well, when somebody started going, who is this group here? The Mideast KKK of the Democratic Plantation Association Incorporated. Of course, I'm being facetious here, but there were fake groups like that all over, and he got busted. 
Then there's USA Today's Jack Kelly. He quit after the paper learned he'd been fabricating stories for over 10 years. And we'll never forget the Rolling Stone Sabrina Erderly, a rape on campus, which was lies about Jackie Coakley being raped by the Phi Kappa Psi fraternity. You know, make white guys the villain again. That was part of the crux of the story. It was an outright lie. And they lost money. They were sued and lost. Yeah, more recent examples. Now, this was from 2010 to 2016. Not even the recent stuff. I'm not going to get into details of a lot of them, but you have the race hoaxes on college campuses. You have uh, 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 the Chicago, uh, 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 Jesse, Jesse Schmollet. I look at how, how, how Dave Chappelle uh, says it, uh, the French name. I can't even remember. Jesse Schmollet. <laughs> Jesse Schmollet. Lying. The race hoax. The Russian hoax. Oh, my God. The TDSers still go crazy over the Russian hoax today. Election interference by leftist companies, censoring accounts, allowing the proliferation of data they knew were lies, not allowing news that proved these lies were happening. I epitomize all of that with Hunter Biden's laptop. COVID lies. The data is finally coming out for the world to see. But remember the hydroxychloroquine. Woo, had to take a moment there. I mean, Terry Bradshaw, if for horses. No, you dumb fat pig. Oh, by the way, Terry. Those daughters of yours, you may want to cut them out of the will because they're just leeching off of you. Then you have the vaccine lies. Data's finally coming out again for that for the world to see. The vaccine doesn't prevent COVID transmission, yet they said it would. That epitomizes it right there. The Wuhan lab. What are you talking about? It was a food market, man, where they eat dogs. It's just coincidence that the Wuhan lab is right next door to it, man. What's up with you? Yeah, we all know the truth now. It, it was the Wuhan lab, or likely, more than, I mean, so close to the percentage of being as close to 100%. wasn't the freaking food market. Then Joe Biden's lies that they helped cover up. Again, the Hunter Biden laptop lies, his Ukrainian ties, his Chinese ties, claiming he was a moderate, claiming he never cavorted with former KKK members. Then there's the Obama lies, covering up Obamacare. If you like your doctor, you can keep your doctor. No. One plus one does not equal three. Obama, we all know that, but yet the media covered up his lie. Obamacare itself was a lie. I went from 3K with a great PPO I was paying out of my pocket as a self-employed individual along with my wife to now we're paying over 15,000 for the same quality care. And to top it off, the doctor refused to see me during COVID. So much for the Hippocratic oath of these moronic pieces of turd. That's right. Y'all, you know why we got HMOs? Because of greedy doctors. Yeah, I, I saw Chase Oliver in a libertarian debate. You know, I trust my doctor, you can't say that word, you freaking moron. You shouldn't. You have to ask him. I know this firsthand working at the Alzheimer's Association. They're just as corrupt as the teachers are. People, it's human nature. Greed is built upon human nature and everybody has a price. Doctors are no different. Back to Obama, his lies. Giving guns to the cartel. Obama did that, tried to blame Bush. He actually completely changed the program that Bush had in place. And obviously killing all the innocent families via drones in the Mideast and the media covering that up, not wanting to cover it. But yet if it's a Republican, they were all on it like white on rice. Oh, he said white on rice, how racist. Everything's racist today. And obviously the election interference. Look, the data is finally coming out. I call it election irregularities because that's how it starts in terms of being noticed. You know, the car with all the ballots and 99% of the ballots are Republican votes. That's an election irregularity, but judges allowed him. 
There's a blue star or blue panel report from Jimmy Carter's era. I've looked at it. I've read the highlights. And it talks about what you can't do. Because if you do that, it will be an election filled with fraud. And we've broken those rules. I mean, the J6, the data's finally coming out. Now we know it was a freaking uh, uh, fed that put the bomb there by the, the uh, DNC community, or, uh, by the DNC uh, office there. Why are these people hiding it? See, the paper, the Los Angeles Times is supposed to be our champion. They're supposed to be our warriors giving us the truth, keeping politicians honest. But they're not. They're in bed with the politician. Back to January 6th, the pipe bomb, obviously, is not coming out. Ray Epps, I mean, yeah, that guy's a fed as fed can be. You know, the, the lie that Trump incited the right. The TDSers, they still live off of this. But just like the vax that they promoted, that they wanted us quarantined, condemned to die, our rights taken away, now they can't lie like that. Even though they want to, they're still holding on to January 6th lie. But as more and more data comes out, the truth shall come out. The Charlottesville lies. Remember that? Claiming Trump said Nazis were very fine people. He wasn't claiming that, and they knew it. But they ran with that. Or police are racist. Look, the data proves otherwise. I remember when the black kid killed the two cops, and the media tried to say they were white cops. Turned out it was an, it was an Asian and a Latino in New York City. But they buried that story. BLM and Antifa created billions of damage and murdered people in the mainstream media. These are peaceful protests. Peaceful protests. If we have peaceful protests like that, they would call the National Guard out. BLM are racist and Antifa are fascist. So what are they mad at? They're mad at the backlash. They're mad at being told, learn the code, brother. Learn the code. The learn the code smear was given to us by leftist reporters, including LA Times, towards coal, min coal miners and others who lost their livelihoods when Hillary Clinton said, you can learn the code. We're going to do away with these jobs. These reporters mocked the unemployed working class reporter. They looked down on them because they were, as they put it, uneducated. Now they're upset that these same people are posting and telling them, learn the code there, dumb bleep. And they're taking offense. People have lost their jobs. How can you be so cruel? How can you say learn the code? It's heartless and it's also unoriginal. <laughs> learn the code, you dumbass. Other backlash topics. They, again, mocking anti-vaxxers who died, refusing to let those who oppose the vaccine have a voice, and reminding us that they're fake news with their Larry Elder's tactics or antics. <laughs> their Larry Elder's antics and their crime statistics that they continue to lie on. And it's not over. This is going to continue to happen. More and more reporters fired. There's a startup called The Messenger. I never heard of The Messenger. I, well, I probably did early on when they first incorporated. But they had $50 million at hand with startup. And they said they were going to hire 550 journalists and generate $100 million. We had generated $100 million. 550 journalists. Well, they only hired about 286. And I crunched the numbers because they they, they let go of uh, X amount of uh, employees. And, you know, using the formula, figured out how many. But they said they were going to hire 500. They didn't. Nowhere even close to it. And they only made $3 million in 2023. They also claimed one month they had about 88 million page views. Ooh, that is monstrous. That's going to break your server. I had one of the most trafficked internet sites in the world back in the late 90s, early 2000s before I sold the company. 
and our servers were constantly breaking down with only 12 and a half million people. In fact, research showed they only had 12 and a half million. Today, my company would probably have five times that. We'd probably have 100 million a month. That's how powerful we were. That's how popular we were. That's why I was able to sell it for multi-millions of dollars. <laughs> so this bloodletting is going to continue. The LA Times is just the latest casualty, but that's good for us. The less liars we have printing more lies or working for foreign interests, like I suspect the Sun Xiong family is, the better off we are as Americans. Look, people, you need to learn how to critically think. You need to learn how to read a story and understand what they're really saying versus what they want you to believe. And by that, the story itself will give you the questions you need to ask because the lies are so obvious or so out of character for what they're trying to prove. And I understand I've, I've really gone on. We're at about the 90 minute mark, so I'm gonna end it here. There's so much more to say still, so much more to say. But I need your support. I'm not asking for money. I'm not asking to subscribe. I'm asking you to follow us on Rumble or YouTube where we're under the profile Grumblings Media. I'm asking you to follow us on Facebook, X, True Social, Getter under our profile name. And you can find all this stuff at Grumblings Media along with this podcast, my previous Fired Up podcast, and there are plenty more to come. I've got some great interviews lined up. I'm back in the game. I just went to a debate, secured uh, permission to interview two of the three candidates. I'm hoping to secure the third. You can also find Points on the Board, which is my podcast I, I host with my fellow Latino, Eddie Aparicio, El Matador de El Salvador. <laughs> Find those at Grumbies Media as well as YouTube and Rumble. And if I haven't said it, our profile there is Grumbies Media. And you can find us at traditional podcast outlets such as Spotify, Pandora, Google, and Apple. And with that, my friends, thank you for tuning in. Please share the podcast. And until next time, I bid you adieu.